Are you ready to bounce back better? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello everyone, this is Sarah and I am here with Ruth who is talking about failing forward, having to start over after she never thought she'd have to, having to start over after a toxic relationship and figuring out what her purpose is, what her next steps are, what her career goals are as she begins to bounce back better. Hey Ruth, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Hey, so we talked about your next steps, right? Who you want to be, who you want this next um, stage of life to look like. And after a toxic relationship, there's lots and lots in your head about not being good enough, right? (laughs) Not being worthy, not being needed, not being wanted. And that can really get in our head as we try to move forward and take our next steps in life, right? Right. Now, didn't you say your mom was a teacher? So you grew up with a lot of perfectionism, even from the beginning? Right. Yes. She, and she was like a kindergarten teacher. So at a really low level of maturing, we were always expected to behave and yes, ma'am, and not question very much. (laughs) Well, and my guess is in your toxic marriage, you were expected to behave and yes, sir. (laughs) And, uh, and get all that right too. Is that true? Yes, definitely. You know, the house had to be perfect and, you know, he would clean, like he would do some cleaning and, but do it really loudly. Yeah. You knew you were getting punished. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as you move forward in trying to reestablish your career, reestablish your purpose, my guess is there's something in your head that says it has to be the right thing. It has to be my purpose. It has, I have to get it right. You have to color inside the lines. Is that right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which is pretty normal after a toxic relationship and definitely, definitely one of the most dangerous things I see. Right. Um, I had a friend who, when I was looking to rebuild my life, she said, Sarah, you're just trying anything to change. Like you're just doing anything. Like you just are so miserable that you'll just do anything. And it was Tuesday, it might be this and Thursday, it may be this. Not, I didn't change careers between Tuesday and Thursday, right? Right. but I was fighting like the Dickens to figure out what would work because I knew my current life wasn't working. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And our brains are designed to keep us safe not to make us happy. And unfortunately, our brains trick us into thinking, you know, you're, what you're, whatever our current state in is the normal safe thing because we become afraid of change. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and, and if we don't change, oh my gosh, it'll suck, right? <laughs> I hate to use that language. Just stay the same. <laughs> yes. You're, I mean, you know, when we're in a current reality that kind of sucks, Change is the greatest gift we can bring ourselves. Absolutely. But we don't always know what will work, right? Um, In the book, Design Your Life, uh, I can't remember the authors, but they are two men who work 
uh, in tech, designing computers, et cetera, et cetera. And they talked about when they design technology, they don't know what technology is going to look like. Obviously, you know, when we're designing future technology, we don't know what the future is. So, you know, we're in a situation now, who would have known COVID would have hit? Who would have known, you know, 2020 would have turned out quite like 2020 has. Um, <laughs> I remember people getting mad over J-Lo and the Super Bowl, right? And now it's like, whoa, that seems really far away (laughs) considering everything else that has happened this year. It's like, wow. Um, You know, so we don't have all the data of what the future brings, of what the future of our nation, the future of our world, the future of our lives, the future of our families. We don't always have all the data. And perfectionism, thinking somehow there's one right thing or one right path or one right whatever, Mm -hmm. cripples your creativity because you assume that being good enough is having all the data. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you get it, your future right, (laughs) you know, as if there is a right, you know, Um, and I know enough about you to know right means being fulfilled, right means living your purpose, right means um, feeling really successful in your ability to support yourself in the life you want, Um, right means caring for others, right means making a difference, right? Right. So within that context, how many jobs in the entire world do you think fit that description? Because it's a really different description than engineer working on (laughs) designing this specific computer program, right? Right. Well, there's, I mean, there's quite a few. My fear, I think, I know I've figured out that part of my fear is like, I was trying to do a mind map. Oh, yeah. I love those, yeah. And it was like, who am I? Yep. (laughs) And everything is like caretaker. Right. And, but I don't want to be, bring the wrong people in my life, like surround myself in my job. And with just that, mm-hmm. like I, I know, like I was a really, I was a great preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm really good at being able to just listen to people and try to let them figure out. They're the ones that have to figure out their life, but sometimes they need someone to just get it out of their brain so that they can figure it out. I mean, I think as women, we do that a lot. And it's almost like any, I could do that in any job, pretty much, not an engineer, but (laughs) yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's a really important statement that you just said, you can fulfill your purpose and be who you are in lots of circumstances. I mean, that is huge because if we get in our perfectionist mindset of there's one right decision Mm -hmm. and if I screw it up. You know, there's one right interview. There's one right date. There's one right friendship. There's one right blah, 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 blah. Um, My dear friend from college uh, is a pastor's wife and she would just like, oh, it was so hard for her to make a decision and so hard for her to move forward on anything. And she was like, well, I just want God's will. 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 And it's like, that could be a hundred million things. Like when we get, and she's, she knows this now we've had these conversations now. Um, But when we get in our head, there's one right thing. Mm -hmm. And if I do one thing in the interview wrong, or if I do one thing on my resume wrong, or if I do one thing on the first date wrong, the rest of my life, the trajectory of the rest of my life is just going to fall apart. 
that's just not, it's not how it's been in my life. It's not the way I've seen it successful in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's almost as if there's a deck of cards and you're flipping the cards over. You might get a four and you might get a seven and you might get a three and then you might get a nine. Then you might get a king and then you might get the, it's like with every job opportunity, with every first date, with every first friendship, with every new thing. You know, I'm really big on patterns. You, you've worked with me long enough to see how big I am on patterns. And I want to teach you to think about the patterns of your life, not just one different circumstance. But the change comes, and this is my college or my friend was fussing at me about, is how I kept flipping over cards. I kept flipping over cards, flipping over cards, flipping over cards, flipping over cards. And she said, golly, Sarah, you keep flipping over cards. And I'd say, because I'm, re- I, I'm, I'm determined to find the right one. And I'm not going to find the right one on my first flip. Right. And I'm not going to find the right one on my fifth flip. And I'm probably going to flip over a good, a really good one and then miss it mm-hmm. because I didn't know. And I was flipping over the next one. Right. But eventually, if I keep putting myself out there mm-hmm. and that's it, right? Whether it's job, mm-hmm. career, friendship, whatever it is. If I keep putting myself out there and doing the work of flipping the cards, eventually I'm going to find one I like. Right. And what we think in our heads so often is, oh, I've got to, you know, maybe, maybe I'll work on like, you know, my, my wrist toss to make sure the very first one, like we spent, like I could see people, you know, this is a ridiculous example, but it's like, okay, I'm going to spend six months and perfect my wrist toss and how I hold my finger this way and how I hold my finger that way. And so then when I flip that very first card, it's going to like be the ace. And it's like, that is not how it works. (laughs) Right. But we'll spend outrageous amounts of time and effort and practice resilience of figuring out how would the very first card we can flip is the ace. We will spend an outrageous amount as humans spending energy on that. Mm-hmm. And we are terrified to spend the energy of flipping the cards. Just like, okay, let's go. Flip it. Right. Flip it. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Uh, maybe. Uh, nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. Nope. Maybe. Nope. 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 Hey. Oh no, that didn't work out. Okay. Nope. 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 Yes. Maybe. I mean, and it seems simple, but it's so true. Right. And that perfectionist nature, right. That we all have, you know, is, Oh no. So what's the right way to flip the card over? (laughs) You know, do you have any, do you have any techniques for me on flipping that card over? Mm-hmm. Right. What, what words should I do as I flip the carver? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we will, because there's no rejection in that. Mm-hmm. Our brains feel like we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Our brains feel like we're moving forward, keeping ourselves safe, Right. but there's no rejection involved. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, there's not a whole lot of critical thinking involved. Right. Right. Like learning how to flip the card over is, you know, or how to do our wrist or, you know, what to say or what to this or whatever. We don't know if it's going to work or not because we're not actually flipping it over. Right. So it's kind of like learning, you know, how to drive a plane without being in a plane. Like we're just reading books about it and then trying to fly. Mm -hmm. So what would be different about your life? If 
you thought more in terms of putting yourself out there and taking chances rather than trying to find the one single right opportunity that's going to flip that card over the ace the first time? That's the beginning question. Yeah. So um, once COVID's over, I know that's a, <laughs> I know we're in an odd situation right now. Um, what would be different in your life if you started to practice putting yourself out there and taking chances mm-hmm. and pursuing opportunities, even if maybe they didn't feel like the perfect one right then, it could lead to something else right. rather than spinning in your head thinking trying to figure out the one way to flip over, you know, the ace. Well, I could actually start designing a life I like, (laughs) even if it's pushing out some of the things I don't like, I'll figure that out and I can go, okay, well, that didn't work. I can get it. Maybe this next thing will work. And I'd be meeting people that will help me. Yes get to where I need to be <clears throat> or well, and connections, you know, that maybe you should try this, you know, but I would know what works for me. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people actually like my brother and sister who question any move that I make. And I'm just like, right. stop questioning me. Let me just try it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it probably wouldn't work for you, but that doesn't mean it won't work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's part of reconnecting with your voice after a toxic relationship. Um, right. And I had a private, I had a call with a private client yesterday and she, there was something she was trying to over explain, you know, and this is in a legal situation. She was trying to over explain herself, you know, but it could be to her brother or sister or whoever. Mm-hmm. And in a toxic relationship, you, in some ways you feel like you're always on trial. Mm-hmm. So you're always trying to figure out a different way to say it, a different way to communicate. So you're not in trouble. So you're not, you know, uh, it's you, they train you to over explain Mm -hmm. and feel as if you are, um, lying. If you aren't saying all the words all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. (laughs) And so then we, we think that's how we think that's what normal is. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, if I'm not divulging every, you know, thing I'm worried about or sad about or the I'm trying in my life that somehow I'm lying to the pe- people around me. And, you know, your brother and sister, whatever you decide to do for work is really none of their business. <laughs> you know, um, Untamed just came out by uh, Glennon Doyle. And I liked parts and didn't like parts and, you know, as, as any book, you know, most, most of the time, mm-hmm. but she talked about being a grown woman. And sometimes the energy between, like behind, I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want. It's just like really icky to me and yucky to me. But in this circumstance, I'm a grown woman. I am looking for legal job opportunities. Right. Right. (laughs) It's pretty fitting in this circumstance. (laughs) Um, and, And that concept after a toxic relationship too, it feels like every day is a failure, Mm -hmm. right? They just, they beat you down, make you feel like everything's your fault. You know, everything's a failure. So learning how to take the baby steps to fail forward is scary. Mm -hmm. When you walked in a landmine where everywhere you stepped, it blew up. It feels (laughs) like the career, you know, your future career is going to be the same thing. Right. But if you don't take that step, you don't flip that card over. 
Right. You know, this, this won't be your new normal. This will be your forever normal. Right. That's unacceptable. (laughs) It is. It is. is. Um, So, you know, I'm really big into actionable steps, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And my, my advice in this circumstance is to start flipping cards over, right? Start, you know, you came to the conclusion. I love the mind mapping stuff. There are a lot of jobs that could fulfill who you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. the type of person you want to be a listening ear for people, helping other people. Um, and you could even think in terms of short term, long term, right? Mm-hmm. I had a, a client in California. want to do a wellness type visit uh, or wellness type business. Mm-hmm. And, but she would have had to start from the bottom, right? She didn't have any clients. She didn't, so I'm sure she'd be very good at, at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, you know, it's okay to have short-term and long-term goals. You know, if that's something you want to be long-term, if that's somewhere you want to be forever, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing, there's no shame in getting something shorter term to start building collateral, be, have money to put into your business, you know, whatever else it may be. Um, or just to put into your life to, you know, to feel, to create more stability for yourself. Yes. Right. Um, and emotional stability too, right? It's nice to know our needs are being met and taken care of for sure. Um, and, you know, just think in terms of baby steps and every application, every piece of resume, every conversation is a baby step. It's not the step. It's not the decision of your life. It's a baby step. Yeah. Cause I know that where I really want to be is probably a year off, but that's okay. A year off? Well, I mean, there's some skills that to be where I really would like to be. Yeah. There's some skills I need to develop, which I need to, like, there's a, I can become a a certified peer um, counselor. Yeah. And it's free, free, but it's, that is to, to become that, but it, um, with the COVID and all that stuff right? at this point is while I'm working somewhere else, right. It might not be the perfect job, but that's okay. I know I'm doing that to get to where I want to be. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do is take steps. If we don't like where we are, take another step. We don't like where we are, take another step. Sometimes it's going to be the right one. Sometimes it's going to be the wrong one. Um, And that's why we're talking about baby steps. We're talking, we're not talking about huge leaps, you know, selling your house and selling everything you own and getting on a boat and, you know, trying to start a peer tutoring business in Paris. Right. I mean, these are baby steps we're talking about and really putting them into context to, okay, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take this one. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll, you'll look back and it'll, you'll be at a different place. But right. it's probably not going to be tomorrow, right? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you'll flip over that ace right, right at the beginning. But, but don't spend all the time. Spend your time and energy figuring out how to flip over cards, mm-hmm. not how to condition your wrist and your fingers and know the right words to say as you flip over the card. Yeah. And that's what I see so many women doing. Right, right. Yeah, I do a lot of planning and not much action. Yes. And Tony Robbins says, if you're in your head, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, he does. And that is, gosh, we think planning is going to keep us safe, mm-hmm. but, but we're operating off unknown data. Right. You think if you plan hard enough and think about it hard enough and worry about it hard enough, then you'll know all the data. You'll be able to outsmart life and know everything. 
Yep. You know, and if there's nothing else that COVID taught us, right. It, you know, it's that, oh my gosh, we're going to have to figure out how to rebound, right. Mm-hmm. Things right. can happen. We don't have control of that. We don't know mm-hmm. come out of nowhere and always and forever. We are stuck with ourselves. Right. And I know for me, the skill I need is to know how to rebound, to know how to pivot, to know how to keep, you know, right. okay, that didn't work. Flip over another card. Because if I spend all my time and energy and effort thinking somehow I'll, if I study hard enough in that whole deck of cards, I'll magically know where that ace of spades is. Like I'll just know, right. I'm going to like, a, <laughs> you know, you're just looking off a blind deck. Right. And thinking if you worry about it hard enough, you can figure out where that spade is mm-hmm. or ace of spades or ace of hearts or key, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. What works is taking the chance of flipping over the card, mm-hmm. taking the chance and flipping over a card. Yeah. Okay. So your homework this week is action, action, action. You're going to have to figure out some cards to flip. A resume yeah. to put out. <laughs> that sound good, Ruth? That sounds great. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Hello, wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you found something that will either help you get past your past, get real about your present, or get serious about your future. Hopefully it's all 30. If you're not already in my Facebook group, finding love and success after a toxic relationship, consider this your invitation. There are tons of lives, tons of tips and tricks to help you bounce back better. Have a great day.